The devil came after Jesus. Lord knows he's going to come after me. You're looking for God? I'll tell you how God usually shows up. It ain't when the skies open up. It ain't when the church doors open up. God shows up in ordinary people. In ordinary ways. All will be invited to come to the table. Uh, the scripture this morning is Mark chapter 5. If you would like to turn there or look up here on the screen. There is an old story, though, uh, told in church circles about a man who lost his entire family while they were taking a trip across a body of water. His entire family, wife and children. And on the way back, he crossed the spot where they died and he wrote the words to a song that many of us know and I would like us to sing uh, right now. Uh, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well, it is well, it is well with my soul. One more time. It is well, it is well, it is well, it is well with my soul. Mark chapter 5, a little backstory. Uh, Jesus has already laid down some of his most famous teaching. You remember what they said about Jesus, the teacher? They said, no one has spoken this way. You ever bother to ask yourself why they said that? You said it's because he was God. Nope. Yes, uh, the Son of God, but in him the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. So the reason uh, is because when the Holy Spirit touches a human life, then you cannot help but pay attention. When the Holy Spirit touches a human life, the fact is, a human life is in existence because of the creative work of the Holy Spirit. But when a Holy Spirit inspires, you, you can't help but listen. And it's tough because the devil will do the same thing. The devil will inspire too. And so the main difference is, what does this speech, what do these words inspire me to do? There's your real test. And so they had said, no one spoke the way this man spoke. That's Jesus who had been teaching. And then Jesus who had calmed the storm with but a word which is interesting because there are all kinds of words I would probably give some great money if some people would learn the great gift of being able to read. That's one type of word, the words that you can pick up a book. And the fact is that if you can pick up a book and read it, you are living in a blessed life because through most of history, most people could not afford or didn't have books. And then you have a Bible in the house. So having a Bible in the house is kind of a big deal. So that's one way you get words is just by picking up a book and reading. And if you and I knew what actually happens to your brain just when you read, just when you read, it's brain food. But more than that, great quote, those who read live a thousand lives. Those who don't read may not even live their own life. So there are those words and there are words which are spoken, which you can hear right now, hopefully, which are being spoken right now. There are also words which we can sing. And really, people remember songs. It's actually, I think, been proven that people remember songs more than they remember anything. So when I say trust and obey, for there's no other way, then you know exactly where we're going. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, 
What a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still. And with all who will trust and obey, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. One more time like you mean it. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. But there is one other kind of word. Mark chapter 5, verse 1. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes, and when he had stepped out of the boat, immediately a man out of the tombs with an unclean spirit met him, and he lived among the tombs. And no one could restrain him anymore, even with a chain, for he had been restrained and with shackles and chains. But the chains he wrenched apart, and the shackles he broke in pieces, and no one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and the mountains, he was always howling and bruising himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and bowed down before him, and he shouted at the top of his voice, What have we to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he had said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? And he replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now, there on the hillside, a great herd of swine was feeding. And the unclean spirits begged him and said, Send us into the swine, let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned into the sea. And the swine herds ran off and told it in the city and in the country, and then the people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the demoniac sitting there clothed and in his right mind, the very man who had the legion, and they were afraid. This is word alive. The other kind of word. Remember, word read Word spoken, word sung, word alive. Everything about the life of Jesus, as the poet said, was writ large by God. The birth of Jesus, the miraculous birth of Jesus, says to us that life is a gift, and the gift comes from God. And so life itself is precious, is in fact the gift. The growing up of Jesus writ large says that there is no sin in growing up because Jesus himself grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Luke 2:52. I still remember it. Learned it when I was seven or eight years old and still got it. Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So there is no sin in growing up. The sin for each and every one of us, boy and girl, man and woman alike, is the refusal to grow up. Someone told me long ago that there are people in the hospitals throughout the country and the world who are there for no other reason than they refuse to grow up. The teaching of Jesus, writ large, says that it is important for us to go through life learning. You can do a whole lot worse than to learn something new every day. Now, if I'm learning the same lesson day after day after day, I might need to go and check my learner. And sometimes we do have to learn hard lessons more than once. But the fact that Jesus was a teacher says that teaching and learning are very important. 
And then we come to this story about this poor man encountered by the word spoken by Jesus and more encountered by the word made flesh, which is what the Bible says about Jesus. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And it's easy to sit in judgment and say, well, that poor man needed help because look at the way he was behaving. Or it's easy to say, I know somebody that needs to hear this message. They may be in this room or they may not have come which is actually the wrong spirit to be in. If you come to church and say, this person should have heard this or this person needs to be listened, that's wrong. Because when I come to church, and I got to go to church the other day just to go, and I wasn't asking, and this is not to make me sound like a holy Joe or anything, but I wasn't asking, well, those folks over there really messed up, so they need to hear what this preacher is saying. No, when I went, you know what I said? Dear God, now here I am. Open my silly ears and close my silly mouth so maybe I can hear something that will help me a little bit. So it's easy to sit or to stand in judgment and say, well, that poor guy needed help. But the fact of the matter is, there is craziness that is perfectly acceptable in our day and age and in our society, and we never call it crazy. And I will give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. When you are pulled around by your schedule day after day after day, and you feel like you're not living seven, hours a day, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, but you feel like you're trying to cram eight hours and 20, eight, eight days and 20, I'll get it right, eight days and 25 hours into the week, that's crazy. If my schedule pulls me around by the nose and I don't have time to catch my breath, don't have time to maybe enjoy some quiet, let alone go to church on Sunday, and I know we got people out today, and this is not for them, but I will tell you, like the preacher said, I know on Saturday night if I'm going to go to church on Sunday morning or not. And the way it was a generation ago is not the way it is anymore. As a matter of fact, I read a great quote, and it went like this. To be faithful in our culture right now as a follower in Jesus means that I say I am going to make Sunday morning a priority. And that means that if there is a football game, that means that if there is shopping, that means if there is camping or anything else, I need to put it to one side so I can be in the building. And more for those of us that are fathers and grandfathers and mothers and grandmothers, our children and our grandchildren need to see us making a point of being in the house and saying I am committed to being a spiritual person. You say, can I be a spiritual person and not go to church? You sure can. But I will tell you, and I heard it one time, I am a much better Christian when I'm in the building than when I'm not in the building. Talking about crazy right now. And the way most of us do our schedules, most days, I'm sorry, but is crazy. And you've got to get off the treadmill, trying to get off the treadmill. What's the point? The point is that our lives, without the wisdom and the power of God, will seem crazy. But the fact is, for Jesus, who made the deaf hear, who made the blind see, who brought the dead back to life, and in this case, put a man right back into his mind, it is to say to us, if they can change, maybe I can change too. Which leads me to my one and only point today, really, and it's this. Has the Word become flesh in your own life? Has the word that called the worlds into existence, has the world that brought Jesus into existence in this world, has the word that brought Jesus back from the dead taken up residence in your flesh and your blood, or are you just playing games with Jesus? The word active and alive. There used to be a Methodist sign, and you can see it if you go to certain places out in the country, and it had the words, word alive. 
exclamation mark. The word alive, the word of wisdom, the word of power, the word of deliverance, the word of release. Is the word alive and kicking in your life or are you just putting a few minutes in at church and saying, well, I just need some fire insurance? You don't know about fire insurance? You know about fire insurance? I better go to the building because I don't want to go to a hot place. Well, I got news for you. Going to the church is not going to make you a Christian any more than having a Bible in the house is going to make you a holy person. Which is why it's possible to have a Bible in the house. It's possible to have memorized some verses and I'm still running around like a chicken with its head cut off. And some of you in this building know what I'm talking about because you've seen a chicken running around with it like its head was cut off. Just running, 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 running around. And wondering why life seems so crazy. I can tell you exactly why. Because there is only one thing in this life that begins to make sense of this crazy world and it is when the very living, very active, the very alive Word of God becomes alive in me and all of a sudden I can see it's not just smoke and mirrors, it's not just a game, but there is a God and that there is a Word that can take me from here and can t do something with me. That can take me from what I was and make me what I wasn't. That the racist can become a lover of all people. That the hater can become a kind person. That the alcoholic can become a spirit-filled believer. And it happens. I know, I can hear you saying people don't change. Do you know that there are a lot of people in churches that say people don't change? And believe it. Well, brothers and sisters, if people don't change, what in the world are we doing here? If people do not change, you say, I can't change them. That's right, you can't change them. But under the influence of the Holy Spirit, people out of their mind can get in their right mind. People that don't see a need for God can all of a sudden see, can all of a sudden see as I stutter these words out, can all of a sudden see life is not just about me, but life is about so much more. Word alive, when the word becomes alive, whether this book is open or not, whether I'm in the building or not, but when the wisdom, when the power, when the grace of God, when the very Word of God begins to kick in my own life. You want me to take it back down to reality? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Thanks for tuning in to A Quick Word, brought to you by Ebenezer United Methodist Church. If you'd like to join us in person, Sunday worship is at 9, Sunday school at 10, Sunday evening Bible study at 4. Our youth group meets at 5.30 on Wednesday evenings. Come and check us out. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace.